0: In Melbourne? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's really good to see you again. You were asking a question about Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa's or about what books to read, and I recommend Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa. All you have to do is just click on uh, Google and type in Buddha Dasa, and from there yep. you can just scroll down and find stuff there. Um, and it, we uh we had gotten off into the the question of one of the books was he wrote was Domic Socialism. Yes. Which uh basically has to do with the uh not actually promoting or recommending that you turn the entire society into a big commune or communistic thing. Yep. But rather, that the people who are looking for a way out of the drudgeries of their life that they find in the capitalistic society is to pull away and find friends who are mutually agreeable for sharing rather than for exploitation. Yes. And so, this is what a Watt is all about, and they're all over mm-hmm. Thailand. I mean, the, the, uh, uh, the CIA who came to investigate Pika Buddha Dasa could have walked into any Watt in Thailand and gotten the same information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, um, in the Watt's in Thailand, as well as even the Watt's that are in Australia and in the U.S. or U.K. or whatnot like that, every monk is more or less a guest there in the Watt. Okay. That that the lay people who uh, support the Watt and live around the Watt uh will have a board of directors or a group of deacons or whatever like that that do uh most of the um the business of the Watt so that the monks can stay with the Dhamma completely.
1: Ah yeah. Okay. Now,
0: there's a little bit more to it than that, and that is, is that generally this board of deacons, while it may be all the old men who were once monks and are hanging out at the Watt all day anyway, yeah. generally the decisions that are made about what happens to the wad are made by the wives of these old men who right. <laughs> give them the marching orders to go do <laughs> what the wives tell them to do at the wat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because this is a matriarchal society.
2: Yeah, okay.
0: And the way that it got a matriarchal society was because of so many men had been monks and gotten great value out of it. And so when they come back to the lay life, they follow the teachings of the Buddha. And there's actually uh, one sutta that I know of in particular. is uh, I think it's number 21, the Nikaya, where he gives advice to laymen. And one of the five advices to, that he gives to way men is to let the wife run the show, run the family business, run the household.
1: Yeah, okay. And,
0: and give her that um, uh, job because she wants it anyway. I yep. mean, women really do want to run their household. Yep. Uh, and when I begin to understand that, I uh, hearken back to the time that I was in India around Mucananda. There was a uh, very famous little joke book. It's a uh, Muslim book, but it's uh, uh, the name of it is uh, Mula Nasruddin. Yep. And it's a uh, little little stories. And so one of the stories in the book is uh, um, a crowd of old men come to uh, Mula Nasruddin and says, well, what do you do all day? What do you spend your time with? And he says, well, I only spend my time with important things and let my wife take care of all the unimportant things. Yeah. And he says, oh, well, what, wife, what does your wife do then? And he says, well, she takes care of the house. She buys the furniture. She tells me what clothing to wear, what school the kids go to, what car we have, and she just does all that business kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. And they say, well, what do you do? And he says, well, I only do important things. <laughs> and they said, well, what is that? And he says, well, I contemplate what's the nature of reality and yep. how good can I feel? And what is the nature of uh, God? In other words, he lives his life the way that a monk would, whether he's married or not. Yep. And so this is one of the things that I teach uh, my friends or uh, tell them about this so that you can get a kind of a new idea about how to relate with your family Yes. so that it becomes really harmonious. Yes, yes. Most of the, um, uh, let us say, almost all the divorces and most of the arguments that a man and a wife will have will be because they're disagreeing over something. But if the guy will in fact drop his position, drop his demands, and give all of that duty to the wife, she will wind up consulting him, and he winds up being the boss anyway.
1: Yep. <laughs> <That's
0: the best. laughs> yes. Because this is not a patriarchal society.
2: Yeah. Ah, that's um, that's really good advice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But they say, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly so. <laughs>
2: yeah. And yeah.
0: The, o- the only way to keep a happy wife is by letting her get what she wants and do the way that she wants to do. And if yep. you don't like something that she does, you can tease her about it.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: As opposed to argue her. Yes. Yeah, that's a better way. Okay. Well, Mm. this actually, if you think about it, fits in exactly with that quality of sangha that we had started talking about before. Mm -hmm. And that is, is that we're going to begin to change our life from being a competitive worker who has to do what he's told to do in order to get the rewards from working. What we're going to learn to do is to take our rewards from life right now when we think about it. Yeah. Yes. That our our society teach mm. us delayed gratification. Yep. Smoke that bard, lift that veil, and if you don't do what you're told, you'll land in jail. I mean, this is the <laughs> way that we've been taught. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get punished if we don't do what we're supposed to do, but we're not going to get the reward for what we do until later. Yes. So the first grader has to learn his ABCs. Why, mommy, do I have to learn the ABCs so you can learn to read? Why do I want to learn to read? So you can get out of first grade and into second grade. Why do I want to go to second grade so that you can get into middle school? Why? Because you can get into high school. Why? Because you can get into college. Why? Because then you can get a job. Why? Because now you can buy a house.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: People, and, but none of those are actually a reward. It's just the next level of work to do. Yep. Yes. But in fact, there's a book that was um, made the bestseller list back in the late 1960s, and the name of the book is the Peter Principle. And okay. in that book, what it talked about was is that people will be promoted up until they are promoted into a job that they are incompetent at, and that's where they will remain. Right. That if one gets promoted to their level of incompetence.
1: Ah, really?
0: (laughs) Uh. And so we're striving (laughs) to get that next job and that next job until we arrive at a job that we can't do. And now we're frustrated. Yep. Yes. And that's Uh. our life in the capitalistic society.
2: Mm. Yep. That's really interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so,
2: what the real uh,
0: teaching of the Buddha is, is to learn that we don't have to plan on having a good day or having a good moment. Mm-hmm. We can just have a good day. Yes. Have a good moment if we can remember to do that. But we've been trained to get into the game of up two, three, four, go do what we were told to do. We don't care whether you like it or not, just perform. Yes, yeah. Okay. And, in a, in, and in that regard, it's almost like that we're slaves or we're servants, except now we don't have a ball or a chain. We don't have a taskmaster with a shotguns, but we do have a paycheck. We are yep. prisoners often to the paycheck. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so we we have a whole vocabulary for employment, and that is work, job, hard labor. labor. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. These words that we use. Why is that? Because nobody likes that. Yes. <laughs> okay, but employment I use it means that you're actually just doing something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Or employ or employee means that you're actually doing something and that word is kind of neutral. Yep. But there's another mm-hmm. way of looking at it and that is, is that we make our daily activities into a play and that the uh, work that we're doing is just a toy.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: It's just a toy to play with. And so that means mm. that our what we
2: used to think was a work or a job now becomes our entertainment. Yes. You you spoke about this a little bit, I I think maybe with Alex or or in in one of the the, um, videos I'd watched and I've really, yeah, really connected with that idea of making, you know, even the, you know, the hindrances or the things that come up um, as toys, as playthings, as, you know, almost like a game or or something, I, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, rather than it being a heavy thing or a disappointment or I've mucked up or whatever it is, it's a it's an opportunity and to and to the mindset to be more like a yeah more like one of a game yeah
0: yes in fact there's a whole point about the word game there's two yep. kinds of games one game is when you are uh let us say uh scoring yes okay. And then the other kind of game is keeping score. Yep. Okay, an example of that would be Donald Trump. When he's playing golf, he's playing golf, but he doesn't play golf. He keeps score. Right. Yep. That's why he cheats, is because <laughs> the score is more important than the game.
2: Than the game, yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, yep. Um, and so uh, there is an old story that I knew from from childhood. That had some value, but it's got more value now that I really understand it. And that is that it doesn't matter whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game.
2: Yes. Yeah. So,
0: even if you win the game because you're a big bully and you're angry and you're a tough dude and you get your way, even though you've won that game, the way you played it was... Not useful, valuable, or wholesome to you or anyone else.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and so this is also why we're looking at the idea of being a team player. Mm. And I like that word team player because play.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yep. As opposed to a team worker. I would rather be a team player to just play on a team. Yep. But not keeping score and yep. in a way that's what a paycheck is that's the score keeping yep to where the actual job itself is the scoring and yes. so we're going to actually enjoy the scoring but not worry about keeping score
1: yeah
0: yeah that's a perfect. because word. that's working with the past trying to build up something yeah and it's almost always artificial yep uh, where we're getting actually more value out of scoring in this moment.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: And so we can say then that Anapanasati is a way now of in this moment to remember, to look at what you're doing, to change your mind out of wholesome, out of unwholesome into wholesome. And that's a score. We Just yes. score. Yep. But many students want to talk about their meditation experiences. Yes. When they do that, now they're keeping score.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. And pretty soon eventually mm.
2: the students
0: will learn, all oh, it's how I'm scoring right now, not yep. the scores that I made last time. And I'm trying to now score what I scored before rather yep. than allowing this score to be what we're scoring. Yeah. Or something
2: that's from the past. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, um, I, I, I guess that's one of the things um, that I've noticed in my, you know, my when I'm sitting um, these last few weeks is that uh, going more to the point of that delayed gratification. That moment when you do catch something and then you come back to your breath, you come back to that moment or the present moment and just being here sitting whatever is going on with the breath there is a real fulfillment in that moment without it having to be about anything or you know the gratification is just there if you if 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 you 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 know don't let all those other things crowd it out i guess
1: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah that's um yeah
0: so this is, this is basically what is the Eightfold Noble Path yep. is, um, it starts with right view yep. and right view in this case is a verb. Yes. But most people think of view like a viewpoint to a worldview as a noun. Yep. And so you could say then that in the in the Dhamma, uh, actually, I work a lot with uh, a a few sutras and one of them that I work with a lot is number 117 in the Najima Nikaya, where it talks about right view as opposed to wrong view, ordinary view and noble right view to where uh, wrong view is defined as there's no mom, there's no dad, there's no uh, heavens, no hells, there's, you know, and basically no comma machine. Yep. Or no results from bad actions in the past. Or another way of saying it that I will paraphrase it in modern uh, street English was people who hold wrong view hold the attitude, I can get away with it.
1: Yep. Sure. Yeah. Or
0: or we can make the changes here and it won't cost anything. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yep. And that uh, uh, ordinary right view then would take the opposite of that, which means, oh, no, you can't get away with it. We're going to hire cops. We're going to get an army. We're going to get teachers. We're going to get uh, all kinds of people to make sure that you don't get away with it. Mm -hmm. And if that doesn't work. Then we're going to hire a priest.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't get away with it when you die. <laughs> You're, right. You're right. not even going to get away with it then. Okay. So, this yeah.
0: is the attitude. So, you can see that in fact, the wrong attitude we can get away with it is progressive. Mm. And uh, no, you can't get away with it is conservative. Yep. they are trying to keep the mm. things the way that they are. And the others are trying to, to, to grab to get my part. And then we can counter position that with noble right view, which is actually not a viewpoint, but it's a an investigation. Here it's a verb, not a noun. Yep. So, right noble viewing, that's what we're actually practicing in Anapanasati. And yet, many people will take on the position of that all oh, the Dhamma is a view, it's a viewpoint.
2: Right, yeah.
0: But rather, it's not a viewpoint, it's a way of looking. Yes. Yes. look at things the way that they actually are. And we do that with discernment. Mm -hmm. But when do we want to look? And the answer to that is any time that you remember, that's the time to do the investigation. And to that, what we are going to investigate is not what normal people would think to investigate is whatever is there is to be investigated. The answer to that is no. It's not what's there. It's yep. what's there.
1: Yes,
2: that's
0: yep. what needs to be investigated is what's going on on the inside, not what's going on on the outside.
2: Yes, yeah. And
0: And so this is what gives rise to the Sattipatthana of the body, the feelings, the mind, and what the mind is doing. Mm -hmm. So this is the basis of the the practice of the Sattipatthana, but the Buddha understood that these four foundations of mindfulness was old. He didn't invent this. And in fact, even in Greece, They have these four elements in ancient Greece, so it was worldwide at the time. He certainly didn't do it. Everybody already knew that there was solids, liquids, gas, and burning or fire. Yep. Earth, wind, fire, and water. Those are the four uh, elements. Well, guess what? We have all those elements right inside. We don't have to go out for fire. There's fire inside.
1: Yep.
2: Yep.
0: So. This Mm -hmm. is where the practice goes, is to remember to look in rather than to look out. Yes. Yes. If we're looking in, then we can look at and see the thoughts. We can see the feelings. We can see the way that the body is operating. And in fact, we want to make sure that we continue to remember to look and to continue to look. Because that will give us discernment. And yes. the discernment or the discrimination is, is this moment worth doing this way? Yep. Yeah. Is this moment wholesome? Yes. And the answer to that often is no, it's not wholesome <laughs> yep. because the thoughts are not wholesome. Yeah. Wanting something that we don't have is being disappointed or being uh, unsatisfied. Yeah. So Time that we find ourselves dissatisfied because of the way that we're thinking or the way that we're feeling or the way the body is sitting or whatever, then let's make a change. Yes. So, uh, the whole idea about the teaching of the Buddha is this idea of right effort to take the right effort to make the right kind of change to yeah. stop what we're doing that is causing the dissatisfaction.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: And that that's not a long term goal. But it's something we do right here, right now.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: A lot of people think that Buddhism has to do with attainment of something. You have to work really hard and then you get it. That's another delayed gratification. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And the real teaching is, is that no, you can have that relief right now. You can oh. have that reward right now. All you have to do is remember mm-hmm. to see what's going on and to change your mind into something more wholesome. Yes. And then to be satisfied with
1: that. Yep.
0: And that's an important that's a tricky one because students will say, Oh, I'm satisfied. I'm just not satisfied enough.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, not yep.
0: satisfied enough is not satisfied.
2: That's not satisfied. No, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And they also say it in the sense of, well, I've got joy, but there's not enough joy. Well, well if there's well. not enough joy, then this joy is discounted. It's no good. It's not joy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that, that's the way of beginning to say is, is that all air, how small the satisfaction is, I'll be satisfied with that right now because we're trying to grow it as a seed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's valuable for us to be around other people who continue to think like that to remind each other. Yes. Because that's what it's all about is to remember, to remind ourselves to to look at what we're doing right now and come out of what we're doing right now and come into something a little bit better than that right now. Yeah. And be satisfied
2: with that little, little bit of improvement. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 such a clear, yeah, very um clear in the moment thing. Um, especially you know just just perhaps getting little little tastes of that here and there, and just yeah, just <laughs> seeing the dissatisfaction and seeing how. Yeah, just coming to what's here now, it's a, things are fine, things are things are good. Things can be, you know, there can be joy in the body or, it can, yeah, so many ah, things. That's just,
0: right, and yeah. the easy way to find the joy in the body is by taking a deep breath. Mm, absolutely. So this, this is why uh, long, deep breathing is actually recommended in the Anapanasati Sutta that yep. in fact, it's. Um, uh, it was discussed for a long time in Thailand uh, over the sutras and whatnot, and we're talking about a, uh, a Buddhist culture. We're not talking about a few guys uh, in a city that are looking at something strange. You know, this is a whole culture is deeply involved with Buddhism. Many, yep. many thousands and thousands of Dhamma scholars. Yes. And the the question that Buddha, Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa raised was by making the statement that the Buddha only taught one kind of meditation. Mm-hmm. He only taught one practice and that yep. practice was Anapanasati, yep. a breathing yep. meditation. And so um, they looked and they discussed and they collaborated and because, you know, uh, in later literature, they wind up with 40 kinds of meditations.
2: Yeah, I've heard that. All right. Yeah. And
0: the 40 kinds of meditations are broken down into various groups. One is the metta group, and it's got four. And then another group would be um, uh, the charnel ground meditations, and there's 10 in that group. Mm -hmm. But basically what we're talking about uh, with the charnel ground meditations, we don't actually need to go to the charnel ground. Now, a charnel ground is in the old days. It was like the city dump, yep. combination with a cemetery, right? Yep, <laughs> where they just dumped the bodies, and so yes. they were, and so uh, uh, mendicants and uh, rishis and uh, uh, monks would go to the to the cemetery and watch the bodies rot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how bad their television was. Talking about Australian, <laughs> yeah, <bodies>. that's right. <laughs> When you'd prefer to go watch a body rot, which is about the same thing as watching paint dry or watching grass grow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And so bodies rot over a period of time. They're livid, and then they're bloated, and then they're pussy, and then they're wormy, and then the the muscles start to disappear, and then the sinew is left, and then nothing but a skeleton, and then the skeleton breaks up and all of those are called different meditations to in fact no, you've just got one corpse
1: yep yep
0: and if you're careful to look you can see that each one of us goes through those various stages within our own body when we're still alive Mm -hmm. i mean when we get a cut it get you know pussy and all of that kind of stuff and so um basically we we don't really need all of those kinds of things, that those were practices that were uh, predated the Buddha. Yeah. And that the Buddha himself was experimenting and looking for that kind of stuff. He already had the right wisdom. He was just looking for ways of spreading it around so that people could get the point. Mm-hmm. And so what he eventually came to was this idea of the Anapanasati of just looking at what the body is doing, as a place to start, yeah, and that we want to remember to keep doing the deep breathing. Now, here's a, an important point about that, and that is is that most people don't pay any attention to the breath at all., yep. it's almost like uh, uh, uh granted or given or or whatever. There's nothing to it, yes. But the reality is, is that your breath is keeping you alive. I mean, you can go for 30 days or more without food. You can go a week or so without water. You can go for your whole life without sex. There's a whole lot of stuff you can do without. and You'll be okay. Yep. Yep. But if you don't take the next breath, you're going to be dead in three or four minutes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's life giving. The breath is our life. And the air that we breathe is from our immediate surroundings. And so we have a relationship with our uh, surroundings that we're breathing in and out, and that keeps us alive. Yes. And so if we begin to pay attention to that, we begin to appreciate it. To really begin to understand that, wow, this breath is going to keep me alive. I might as well enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we learn to investigate it. One of the ways is by taking a deep breath through the nostrils. It's better to clean the nostrils. You go ahead and
1: mm-hmm.
0: pull it in, swallow that clam, mm-hmm. and the next breath you take. That whole area inside the uh, the nostril area is like a, uh, a, a cavern, a set of caves. Yeah. And the job of that area is to warm the air and to purify it and to clean it. That's why snot will get dark colored is because of the pollution that uh, doesn't get into the lungs. If we breathe with yeah. our mouth, then the air that gets in the lungs is cold as well as dirty.
1: Yep.
0: But yep. if we breathe through the nose, it's much better. Now, when I'm talking about that, breathing into the nose, breathing out, it doesn't matter. hmm yep. But breathing into the nose is a, as a good, Thing and paying attention to what the body is doing during that in-breath. Yep. So that you can feel what is here and feel when it's in the neck and around and go into the chest and see the body moving in and moving out. And that brings a sense of gratitude for being alive. Yeah, we're still alive. Yeah. And if there's anything that's precious to any human being, it's... The fact that he's still alive. That's why we have capital punishment is to deprive someone of their most important thing to them is one's own life. Yes. And we go through our life not appreciating it.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And so the remember to appreciate this present moment. We're still alive. We can take that deep breath. Wow, I'm still alive. It's so great. So no matter what's happened in the past, no matter what problems or what um, uh, wrongdoing that we had, it wasn't enough to kill us. Yes. We're still alive. Yep. We survived. We yep. made it.
2: Still here. That's yeah.
0: the other congratulations.
2: <laughs> yep. still
0: alive. Yep. Okay. And yet here we are mulling over the past, worried about the past, trying to fix the past by planning for the future. Mm-hmm. An example of that is having an argument with Aunt Susie, and then I go away, and I still have that argument with Aunt Susie, and I'm planning on what I going to tell her next. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know what she's going to say, and so when she answers what I'm going to say, when she actually gives me the answer, I have to go away defeated again, and now I have to think of something else to tell her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. But the fact is, is that I don't have to dwell on the past. I don't have to think about that, that I can be free from Aunt Susie so that when I see Aunt Susie next time, I can see her anew, not through the filter of the old argument that I had with her. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is what we mean by the cleaning out of getting the pet out, all the past stuff, the garbage, taking out the trash. Yeah, and cleaning the mind to be here in the moment. Yeah, it's so like we take that uh, deep uh, uh, inhale to bring in and clean out the nostrils. We can do that with the mind. Yeah. Yes, throw that yeah. stuff out and this is one's right um, action or uh, right effort. Yeah, the right effort is just to drop the past. Which is actually quite easy to do. A lot of people think that all oh, is really hard because those thoughts keep coming back and keep coming mm-hmm. back, keep coming back. The answer to that is yes, and that just gives you an opportunity to practice the skill of throwing it back out again.
2: Yeah. Yep. That's right. That was the, That was the um the thing that I really enjoyed about the game analogy was that you know that's you know if you want to learn how to shoot hoops or something really really well you're not just going to do one time, and then you're Michael Jordan. It's, you know, it's repetitive practice over and over and over again yes. doing those things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have been practicing
0: over and over and over again our whole lives to talk ourselves into feeling yeah. bad.
2: Yeah. Now
1: it's
0: time to, for us to start talking ourselves into feeling good by having wholesome thoughts about this present moment. Yes. Wow, this was is still good. And I don't have to go any place. I could just sit here and relax. Yes. Nowhere to go and nothing to do. And the spring comes and the grass grows by itself and everything is okay and everything is fine. Yep. These are the kind of words that we want to use. And then you can find others that are very wholesome for you.
2: Yeah. Wow, what a wonderful day this is. Yeah. I was gonna ask what what does constitute uh, a wholesome thought? Is that is that thoughts about the present moment? Is it you know, just just, yeah, just being that's the place to start. Yeah. Okay. The the correct
0: answer, the full answer to that is, is that it's um this investigation and discrimination is a skill to be developed. Sure. So let us say that, that all thoughts fit into three classifications, those that we absolutely know are unwholesome, yep. once we look at them. Yep. Then there are those that we know that are absolutely going to be wholesome. Yep. And we can shoot for those. But there's a vast in-between. Mm-hmm. OK, and what will happen is over time is is that we'll begin to get more discriminating and we recognize all oh, the boundary over here between uh, I'm not sure and unwholesome thoughts is moving so mm-hmm. that the number of unwholesome thoughts becomes larger and yep. the unsure thoughts become smaller.
2: Yes, yes. Okay,
0: so that uh, but that's done with one's own discernment. So what we can do is we can make sure that we at least know the extremes. And you'll have to figure out that middle ground for yourself.
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay.
0: And so um, uh, the thoughts that are definitely going to be unwholesome would be thoughts of harming someone, Mm -hmm. thoughts of getting something from someone, plotting a crime, wanting to harm yourself or to harm other people. That would be definitely unwholesome. Mm -hmm. Thoughts of cruelty. Yeah. Okay. Thoughts of ill will. Thoughts of uh, wanting to get even with someone. Yes. These would definitely be unwholesome thoughts because when we're having those kind of thoughts, we don't feel very good. In fact, the reason we're having those thoughts is because we feel loudly about that other guy.
1: Mm. Yep.
0: So those are definitely unwholesome thoughts. Thoughts about another person, though, may not be unwholesome. Let mm-hmm. us say generally the thoughts about another person is either going to be in unwholesome or in that not sure category. Yeah, but there are a few thoughts that you can have for other people in the sense of may they be happy. May they be well. May they feel as good as I do right now. Yes, as opposed to a uh, uh, meta practice, which has may all beings be happy. Yep. But if we're saying that from an unhappy position, then we're just talking about things we don't have mm-hmm. and, to- and uh, wanting things that we don't have is a form of suffering. Yes. So another way of looking at it then is, is that let's start uh, looking at things that are directly, definitely, immediately available, because if things are definitely immediately available, then we can score that immediately. Yep. But if we want something that's way out yonder or, or way back in the past or off into the future, then right now we're going to be disappointed and longing for that, which we don't have when we're thinking about it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. wholesome thoughts would be wholesome thoughts about what I want that's available right here, right now. If yep. I want to pet the dog, the dog is right here, right now. Not yep. I'm her with her foot. I want to uh, pet the dog, then I've got to call her, and she may not come, and then I get disappointed, and I go searching for her wherever she is,
2: and she's Mm -hmm. just sleeping.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's okay, but I want something.
2: Yes. Yep.
0: All right. So that's a way of understanding Mm -hmm. how to tell the distinction between wholesome and unwholesome. Is Does it have any wanting, any longing, or any scores to keep, any scores to settle? Those are all unwholesome thoughts. Thoughts of scoring, thoughts of getting what you want right here, right now, and appreciating what you do have right here, right now. Those are wholesome thoughts. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now we can we can change the uh, the concept from a little bit of wholesome unwholesome into hindrances or obstructions. Mm. So what are the what are the things that are obstructing me from having a good moment right now?
1: Yep.
0: Is it because my butt hurts because I've been sitting on this chair too long?
1: If it is, <laughs> yep.
0: then I can adjust my posture and then right now I feel better. Yep. OK, yes. But if my butt hurts because of uh, uh, an argument that I had with someone yesterday, mm-hmm. now I need to rearrange a different kind of posture.
2: hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. That is to arrange the mental posture in the mon-
2: Yeah. Yes. Uh, and
0: from unwholesome to wholesome, mm-hmm. because these things actually hinder us or prevent us from enjoying this moment. Yeah. An example would be mm. getting uh, being in a hurry. Have yep. you
2: ever been in a hurry? Oh, uh, lots of time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. You know yeah. what it feels like to be in a hurry. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's unsatisfying. That's mm. why we're in a hurry is, is that we want to get something done and we're racing yeah. because we want something. Yep. So that's one of the things to then to start being aware of in the feeling level is the feeling of being in a hurry. And the thoughts that are associated with that, so that we can have other thoughts like, "Oh well, I don't need that right now, I can slow down, I don't have to be uptight and anxious and in a hurry for it. yeah, I can just enjoy the moment,
2: yes, or yep. just
0: enjoy the ride rather than being de- uh bound for a destination
2: mm. that's um that's a really i think Every morning, I, I feel that well, um, the mornings I'm at home, I feel that getting the kids ready for school and having to get them <laughs> ready for school in time. There's always that feeling of a, uh, hmm.
0: Oh, so in fact, if you would uh, uh, hear it this way, Joel. Yep. And that is, is that when you're uptight and in a hurry, you're teaching the children To be uptight in a hurry before they even get to school. Yeah. So they're already preconditioned to not like school because they've got to hurry up and get ready to
2: go to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So
0: not getting in a hurry, even if they're late, but happy, they're better off.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Even if they're late but happy mm-hmm. they're better off. Now most of the time though when they're late, they feel miserable because they're late. Yeah. They didn't match up to somebody's expectations. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And not only that, but when mom and dad are uptight and anxious and trying to get the kids going to school, the kids will resist that mm-hmm. because they don't like being pushed, yeah, yeah, and so it'll actually take you longer to get the kids ready, because <laughs> you're gonna <in> hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> but, if you can, but if you can change your attitude about it, hey guys, it's ready. It's time to go to school. Are you guys ready yet? Yeah, let's go. Okay, and so everybody's actually uh, enthusiastic about going to school. They'll get ready easier. Yeah. Now, that may be a hard habit to break for them because they're already in the habit of being grouchy about going to school. So get them to be enthusiastic about going to school. That's something that you have to continue to remember because it's going against your own grain as well as the grain that you taught to them. Yes, yes. All right. But if you can Mm -hmm. remember to be happy and joyful, Yep. And to teach them to be happy and joyful, oh, you're going to really enjoy today. I bet you're in a hurry to get to school, not in a hurry because I'm telling you you've got to be in a
1: hurry, but you're in a hurry <laughs> because you're enthusiastic
0: and you want to get to school.
1: Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: This this is where the Dhamma comes in of great value, mm-hmm. not when we're just sitting on a cushion.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: we can actually train the mind when we're on the cushion. That's why we uh, want to train the mind to get into the wholesome state. But here's a clear example of if you can remember, you can train
2: the mind when you need it the most. Yes, (laughs) yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yes. That's the real training Mm. uh, is not necessarily just sitting on the floor all the time and uh, uh, trying to attain something there. Yeah, but rather that you've already gotten everything that you need. Hot diggity dogs! Time to go to school, kids. Let's get ready, and we can have fun doing this. Yeah. Yep. And so that's one of the things that I'm doing with my daughter now. She, uh, to be really honest with you, because I was a really, really old man. You know that that issue about deterioration of genes and uh, alcoholics and and whatnot like that. Mm-hmm. The genes that they give the kids. Uh, is often, uh, the worst case would be Down syndrome. Yep. Ongoloid, yep. uh Other things like this. And so uh, children that are born to parents who are very old are not the sharpest knives in the drawer. Yep. I know that. That's why I'm training my daughter not to make good grades. Yep. But to enjoy school. Enjoy school. Yeah. And I don't care what grade she makes as long as she's enjoying going to school. Yep. Or yeah. She's got enough other people pressuring her to make good grades. She doesn't need that from daddy.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes.
0: Daddy's yeah. going, to, going to recommend and, and tease her and uh, have it mm. so that she actually enjoys going to school. Yeah. That's
2: such a good lesson.
0: Yeah. Yes because I know that if she enjoys going to school, she'll enjoy her life, whether she's got the kind of employment that uh, the Western people would um, value. Yep. But I mean, there are people who have PhDs and they wind up being auto mechanics or worse. Mm.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right,
0: so it doesn't matter what education that you get. The question is, is can you enjoy your life?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Your Dhamma can rub off on your family, and that can make it more sangha. So your idea then of, of sangha would be right there in your household, where mm-hmm. you're grateful and joyful for the people that you're living around. Yeah, Give the wife um, all of the, um, the, the work and the job to do and all of that kind of stuff and your job is to be the peacemaker your job is to not even making peace is just to spread it yes yeah yeah joy, and that will have a happy household and a happy household doesn't have to be a wealthy or rich household with a great big house
2: yep (laughs) yep yeah absolutely
0: a whole lot of miserable people living in great big houses they can't afford
2: Oh, absolutely. Yep.
0: Because they thought the house was going to make them happy.
2: Yes. Yep. Yeah, I've met plenty of people, (laughs) plenty of very wealthy, miserable people. (laughs) Yep. Yeah.
0: And the funny thing is is that they wanted all that stuff in order to be happy, and then they got some of the stuff that they wanted and didn't get all of the stuff that they wanted, and so they still remain dissatisfied. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's right. Because they're based yes. their
0: satisfaction upon goal or keeping score. Yeah. Yep. And so, so we're changing our attitude. From our our joy is going to be coming from the scoring right now, mm-hmm. not the keeping of the score.
1: Yep. Yeah. 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 I love that. And mm.
0: That means that when you're getting the kids ready for school. And I've actually seen it in movies to where the dad is just uptight and all over the place and trying to get, and the kids are teasing him. Yep. They're re- actually <laughs> intentionally resisting yes. because he's so uptight.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so yeah. that's
0: the time for you to practice the most. Is when yes. getting, remember that every day. This is the time to be quite mindful. Sati, sati, wakey, wakey. Let's look at what we're doing and mm-hmm. make a change to it. Yep. And that's Sanapana Sati right yep. there.
1: Yes. Yeah. So you
0: feel that anxiety and you can feel that hurry up in there. Take a deep breath right then. Oh, everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be fine? Yep. Yep. And then you can take that little bit of joy you've got and give it to them and they'll return it to you manifold.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Sounds perfect. Yeah. So this is the actual practice of Anapanasati, is when we need it the most. Mm. And it's a good opportunity for you, is getting the kids ready to work. Yeah. School.
1: Or getting yourself ready for work. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can see that just across <laughs> across so many sort of spectrums and parts of life. Yeah. It does. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And yep. all we have to do is remember that things are okay right now. Everything is fine. Mm-hmm. I take a deep breath. Yeah, I'm still alive.
1: <laughs> hmm Yeah. Yep.
0: And then, with that out breath, I could just relax. And in that relaxation, that's where the nirvana lies. Yes. Is in that chill. Yep. Just cooling off. That's what the word means. Just a chill, baby. Just cool off. Everything is okay. Fine. Kids will get
2: n- to school. And if they're lucky, they'll get there happily. Yes. And that's now. That's not up the ladder and <laughs> yes, yeah up the ladder we don't yeah. have to
0: climb up a ladder that's got missing rungs
2: yeah yeah uh that's amazing going from the manic school morning to having nirvana <laughs> in the school uh-huh. morning yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's beautiful yes you can remember that mm. yeah
0: so- Let's let's do this. Let's finish this call now. I'll let you go for you to yeah. go uh, to work with that and practice it. And and after a few days, call me back and we can mull over it and see how it went for you. I'd, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I
1: will. Yeah. This
0: is the practice. Just practice with yes. your kids. Practice with your wife. Practice with your job. Practice Anapanasati whenever you remember it. Yes. Rather than uh, separating. It says, oh, I'm going to go meditate now for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's what going to do. And then after 20 minutes, I forget all about it. Oh no, we have to remember all day long. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Never yeah. We
0: can. Yeah. And doesn't mean that you have to remember every moment or uh, always. This is mm-hmm. a, a a dirty word. Mm-hmm. Is is every time and always or uh, an event happens and now a big change is made and it's always going to be that way. Oh no, things are always in a cycle yes ups yeah. and downs sometimes you feel like a nut sometimes you don't the question is can you remember to come back to this present moment yes without hassling yourself for having not been in the present moment yeah
1: yep
0: yep yeah never mind start again, start
1: again. never
0: mind that i've been hassling the kids all morning long or let us <laughs> say for the past 20 minutes now or remember that i can relax And now I can be joyful with the kids and they can get themselves ready for school enthusiastically with me because dad's uptight. Yep. (laughs)
2: Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for this conversation. This is amazing. Yes, Joel, I'd like it like this. This is, I mean, this (laughs) is something that's of
0: value to you. It may be of value to other people who watch the video, but for you, this.
2: This yeah, is good. You yeah, support. this is beautiful. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, we'll see you later. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Thank okay. you.
1: Okay. Bye.